Welcome to Category Visionaries, the show dedicated to exploring exciting visions for the future from the founders who are on the front lines building it. In each episode, we'll speak with a visionary founder who's building a new category or reimagining an existing one. We'll learn about the problem they solve, how their technology works, and unpack their vision for the future. I'm your host, Brett Stapper, CEO of Frontlines Media. Now let's dive right into today's episode. Hey, everyone, and thanks for listening. Today, I'm speaking with Chris Romanini, co-founder and CEO of Fireflies.ai, an AI meeting assistant that's raised more than $19 million in funding. Chris, thanks for chatting with me today. Hey, Brett. It's great to connect. Uh, excited to be here. Yeah, so before we begin talking about what you're building at Fireflies, let's start with a quick summary of who you are and a bit more about your background. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to share uh, a little bit about myself. So I'm the co-founder and CEO at Fireflies.ai. We're building an AI meeting assistant that joins your meetings. It records, transcribes, summarizes, and makes all your conversations searchable. We've been working on this since for the last couple of years, but specifically launched the product in 2020, the version that it is today. And prior to Fireflies, I was a PM at Microsoft, working across the collaboration suite. And then afterwards, decided to team up with one of my friends from MIT, and uh, we started Fireflies. Cool. And where did the idea for Fireflies come from? Yeah, so for Fireflies, you know, this real mission for what we were trying to do was how do we unlock knowledge from conversations, right? And so when you think about it, we spend so much time in meetings, like we're spending billions of hours per year, like US workers in general spend billions of hours per year. It's a huge market, right? Ineffective meetings can cost several billion dollars in terms of cost for companies. And uh, a lot of people just wish that a meeting could have been an email. Like, did we even need to have meetings? In corporate America, many people like to have meetings for the sake of having meetings. And, um, you know, that's like, hey, we hate meetings. So how do we make meetings better? Or how do we reduce the need for meetings? That was really our mission when we started Fireflies. And video conferencing was blowing up, right? It's almost a $10 billion market. There are people that can really utilize and value like uh, what, what you're getting out of meetings. So for an email, at least, you can go back and search an email you sent two years ago and right remember what, what you spoke about. But with mm-hmm. uh, meetings in particular, I leave that conference room, I have no idea after two hours, right? Like There is no way for me to remember that. So we started with, let's build a searchable knowledge base of our meetings. And then from there, we will start doing all of this other cool stuff, analytics, sentiment analysis, automate work while the meeting itself is happening. So like after the meeting, logging stuff into my CRM and helping people be productive. So how can we take what this usually is a very big drain on corporate productivity and make this an opportunity to like automate it and make it amazing with AI? So that was the starting point and inspiration for doing Fireflies. Cool. And who's the ideal customer that you're selling to today? So any knowledge worker that is using video conferencing or having meetings in a conference room is a perfect person for Firefly. So if you're a person that uses Zoom or you end up having meetings over the phone using systems like RingCentral, you're a perfect customer for Fireflies. Even our own user base breaks down into different categories. We like to go door-to-door inside an organization. We also like to focus on making sure that we have the right integrations for the different types of folks that are there. So if you're using video conferencing, we support all the major video conferencing providers today. 
If you want to have your meetings, your uh, your sales calls logged inside Salesforce, you can integrate with Salesforce. So we look at salespeople, recruiters, people that are using it in collaboration settings, like PMs, engineers, people bringing fireflies into board meetings. Like so, any knowledge worker that's having a meeting, any voice conversation that you want to have summarized, analyzed, and searchable in an archive, we make that happen. Got it. And then what's that typical sales process look like? Is it starting with the individual user? Eventually, they go to their boss and say, hey, can we do a paid version of this? Or are you actually selling top down? Yeah, so we are very much product led in terms of how we go to market. We actually haven't done top down enterprise. In fact, it's been the other way around where individual users will use it. They'll swipe their own credit card and say, this is awesome. I'm going to pay for it myself, even if my company doesn't pay for it. And then afterwards, you start getting that incredible value, right? It starts with one person, could spread to five people, 10 people, 200 people inside an organization use Fireflies. And then at a team level, account level, they say, okay, this is great. Let's roll it out for the entire team. And then that's when you have the admin come in, they'll put in their credit card, and then you go through the B2B cycle. So Fireflies is great as an individual person using it, but it's even more amazing when a team uses it. So that's been our go-to-market motion. Got it. And are there any concerns around privacy for the actual end user? Maybe they're doing a meeting that they don't want to have you know, documented and recorded. Do you run into any issues like that? So we think about privacy from the get-go in terms of how we built the product. So there are many tools out there, systems out there where they can just pull out their phone and record something and you wouldn't even know, right? So compliance mm-hmm. is important. Notifying people is important. So one of the reasons we have the note-taker bot is you're going to have to have a conversation. So even on this meeting, like if you were to join the meeting and you didn't know what Fireflies was, the first thing you're going to ask me is, what is this Fireflies AI note-taker? And I will have to answer you and say, hey, I'm using this to record and transcribe my meetings for note-taking purposes. Right? We also try to educate our users and inform them right when they sign up and have platform rules right in our nav bar where we tell them, hey, based on your location, you're responsible for notifying people that you're using the platform for recording and transcribing purposes. The other thing we like to do is, just like any other participant, if we kick Fireflies out of this meeting, mm-hmm. you know, it would stop recording. So you have more controls over this versus something that's happening implicitly or secretively. Right? That's not our goal. We want to educate our users, the onus and responsibility is on them. But at the end mm-hmm. of the day, like, you know, you call up a call contact center or a call center, right? They're going to say this call is being mm-hmm. recorded for quality assurance, you have no way to opt out of it, at least with Fireflies, you have a way to opt out of it, right? So mm-hmm. those are things that we have. And then we've also gotten SOC 2 type 2 compliance and security from our security standards so that we can start supporting larger enterprises. We're also in the process of getting approvals, for like HIPAA and all of these other things as well, so that we mm-hmm. have this tremendous market need in the healthcare space. And we haven't touched that industry at all to date. Uh, but we get mm-hmm. almost every week, some level of companies in the healthcare space saying, I would love to use Fireflies, but I need th- these sort of compliance stuff. So we're like, hey, you know what? Let's start thinking about that. And let's also start supporting that. So that's also something we think about. But yeah, on a whole, you have to think with security first when every feature you mm-hmm. build but also the user experience. Got it. Makes sense. And what about market categories? How do you think about market categories? Are you building a new one or transforming an existing one? Yeah. So I think market categories sometimes have a lot of, let's say the word marketing or fluff around it. So just because they are you know, a certain type of platform and they're trying to create some new category to differentiate from their competitors. But you know, the, when I think about market category, there is some 
like technology like this that existed right around the time we started. But they went through the verticalized route, right? They said, okay, let's go to contact centers or let's go to salespeople because that's the lowest hanging fruit. They're the people that are willing to pay the most. We'll do top-down enterprise sales and then you know, a lot of quality assurance and stuff. For us, our vision was more around how do we empower every knowledge worker and create the most up-to-date, real-time knowledge base, right? So Fireflies, mm-hmm. in a way, falls into many different categories and it stands apart on its own in several ways as well. So one is people want their conversations recorded and transcribed, right? So there are many recording tools on your phone, but there wasn't any seamless way to be able to record a file, record a meeting, have it transcribed in one simple interface, right? You're dealing with, you record something, it's going to be like, you know, 600 megabytes or almost one gig. And having to deal with the large file sizes is so cumbersome. And if you want to transcribe something, sure, you can. You can record it on your phone. You can record it on your audio uh, through some system. Then you go to a human transcriber service and pay almost $1.50 or $2 per minute, right? So your single meeting is going to cost you $60 or more to have it transcribed. So was this sort of stuff feasible in the past? Yes, it was just more expensive, more clunky, and very, very painful. That's just the transcription side of things, right? So we automatically do that. Was there technology that can summarize meetings? No. So that's something that's new. And the way we summarize and analyze meetings has definitely been our unique point into this market. But then people want like analytics and insights and uh, be able to know like how many times a competitor is being brought up on call or objections are being brought up on call. So maybe like really old legacy software had some semblance of it uh, where they're just looking at keywords. But we're now democratizing this technology so that you as an individual can use it, right? You have the power of like this enterprise-grade technology that's easy to use as an individual. So in terms of market definition, we do conversation intelligence, we do transcription, we do note-taking. We're also a knowledge base, right? So things that you would do in Notion or Evernote, what we find is like many times people find answers inside Fireflies that they can't find in their support system or their help desk or their team wiki because those documents and files might be outdated or people haven't updated them all the time. Whereas Fireflies is this living, breathing, self-updating knowledge base because it gets updated and, it, and it's relevant. So it's hard to say, like, are you this own market category or, you know, I can come up with some fancy name and say, like, hey, mm-hmm. this is what we do. But in reality, I think we play in many different spaces and mm-hmm. uh, it's created a market for its own, like the need for this, especially since the pandemic and as people went remote and there was definitely Zoom exhaust from having so many Zoom meetings and video conferencing meetings. Uh, yeah, that's my answer to the market category question. Got it. Okay, perfect. And how does Firefox compare to something like Gong? I think, you know, I followed the Gong journey quite a bit. Uh, from what I understand, they really you know, pioneered or at least you know, started using the term conversational intelligence a lot. And then recently they pivoted to, I believe it's revenue intelligence. And their you know, general slogan was, you know, stop guessing and you know, basically have it backed by data. How do you compare to a platform like that? So Gong is doing a very focused job on the sales use case, and they have a lot that they can do there, right? So in terms of Mm -hmm. revenue intelligence, even because they're going beyond conversations and thinking more about deals and uh, revenue and like, how can I come up with insights or predict things that'll help me save deals? So again, Mm -hmm. some of the baseline technology is similar. They're using transcription as a signal. They're using voice analytics as a signal. They're using the ASR engine. They're using NLP. So a lot of the building blocks Mm -hmm. are there where that's where the overlap is or the way the bot joins your meetings. 
But it's hard to say like every company that does cloud storage is automatically the same, right? Like or uses some semblance of cloud storage or a serverless stack. So I think in some regards, our technology is similar, but the way they go to market, mm-hmm. the customers they focus on, uh, the segment that they focus on. So they've been really mid-market enterprise, top-down enterprise sales, and they're focusing on that sales use case. Whereas for Fireflies, we started with the collaboration use case. So our whole focus has been on getting every person inside an organization to use it, right? Both the voice of your customers, your voice of your candidates if you're doing recruiting, the voice of your colleagues mm-hmm. if you're doing team collaboration, and overall the voice of your company. So we are building this knowledge base and we're going to also be able to help you take actions and do workflows. So are there companies or users or startups that come to us and say, hey, we'd like to use you instead of Gong? Yes, absolutely. Is that our like primary mm-hmm. focus? It hasn't been like the way we've messaged or branded our company. It hasn't been. They're doing something mm-hmm. in sales. It just so happens that 90% of what Gong does, we also have it at you know one-tenth the price. So if you're going to be paying $120 or like $150 per seat for Gong and then pay like 20k for some sort of, you know, platform fee just to get started whereas most like uh mid-market startups like they can't be able to afford that, right? Where with Fireflies you're getting the product for 10 to $20 per seat and you can actually with that amount you're spending you can deploy it to your entire organization still save tens of thousands of dollars every year. So because of mm-hmm. that, we've had like a really great opportunity to think about capturing all the voice conversations, not just your sales calls, and then go to the market from a PLG model where it's really driven by the users and then the virality, the product loops helps takes it forward. Got it. Okay, that makes sense. Now to switch gears a bit, I'd love to talk about traction and growth. And as we dive into this question, I I do want to say, I would guess probably 25 to 35% of my meetings now, I see that the person's using Fireflies.ai. So I think you guys are definitely getting a lot of traction. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of adoption there. I think the first time I saw it was probably like six or seven months ago. And I was like, what what, what the hell is this thing, you know, popping up? Or who is this person on the meeting? But now it's all all making sense. So uh, to put that into a question, you know, what type of traction have you seen that you're okay with sharing? Yeah, I mean, just to add to that, that is amazing. That's music to my ears. I absolutely love hearing that. In fact, we had a customer that come to us and said, Hey, can you start a referral or affiliate program? Because I realized I sell Fireflies more on my sales demos than I sell my own product because everyone (laughs) got about Fireflies. And so I end up spending the first five minutes talking about Fireflies. So that's amazing that the fact that you're able to see it. And, you know, just in terms of the people that are seeing Fireflies in meetings, our platform has joined meetings across 100 countries, more than 100 countries now. It is in meetings with over 70% of the Fortune 500. At least some person inside that Fortune 500 has seen Fireflies on a meeting or they themselves are a user of Fireflies. So that's been the traction over the last two years. You know, we're doing millions of meetings. In the past one year, Fireflies has done a thousand years of meetings. So if, it would, if, if wow. you were an individual person, you had to attend all the meetings that Fireflies has to do every day, it would be a thousand years worth in a single year. So these numbers are also tend to compound because some people ask us, is it just because of the pandemic? And uh, you, know, you, you were a beneficiary of that and you were accelerating. But actually, when I look at now that we're you know, hopefully out of the pandemic to uh, a year ago during the peak of the pandemic, every number, every metric is growing and is higher than what it was during the pandemic. So I think we've reached that sort of critical mass where more and more people talk about it, which I absolutely love. I was at the US Open a few weeks ago for a tennis tournament, and there was someone sitting next to me. 
who happened to be asking, what do I do? And I said, oh, I was basically explaining like what our company and what our product does. It's like, hey, a meeting assistant. It's like, oh, are you from Firefly's AI? Because I see that on my meeting. So that's sort of spontaneity. <laughs> amazing, right? And this is a complete stranger that I had a chance to sit next to and introduce myself. So yeah, I think we measure the that virality. You know, it's a blessing and we're fortunate. Mm -hmm. uh, but it also took a lot of work to think through and build a system like that. That makes sense. And I think in another podcast that you did, I was listening to, it said you've done a number of pivots. I think it was like five or six pivots to get to where you are today. Can you yeah. talk through those pivots a little bit? Yeah. So the history for me and my co-founder was we worked together in college on several different projects, hackathons, none that we really thought we would take off as a company. It was just a project that we were working on at that time. But once we decided to work seriously together, we worked on several different projects. One was in the healthcare space. People use these voice badges and pagers to communicate, mm -hmm. like nurses, doctors. So we worked on some consulting stuff for that. We also worked on Slack bots, email extensions, Chrome extensions. So several different projects all around the same theme around conversations, NLP, analyzing what is being said, like text, right? That was really like a lot of our core areas of focus. So the thesis has been relatively the same, even though we've done many different pivots. It just so happened that voice and meetings is this blue ocean with this massive opportunity. So we decided let's apply everything we've learned, all of the technology lessons we've learned, and go deep on just voice and meetings. And so that's what led to what Fireflies is. But one of my favorite projects, or before we pivoted from it, that we worked on was this awesome, awesome Chrome extension. And I, I wish we can spin it back up at some point and roll it out again and you know uh, make it better and push it out. But Every time I'm on Slack, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Messenger, any other app, right? I'm messaging people. I'm usually promising to do something. I'll say like, hey, I'll meet up with you next Friday. I'll send out that report in a few days. Let me review this slide deck and talk to you. Or can we set up some sort of performance review? So a lot of these promises mm -hmm. that I'm making or, hey, let, can we connect when I'm in SF? And other people are making promises and uh, tasks as well, right? Like they're like saying, hey, I'll do this or let's sync up on this or let's review this. So what we had was this Chrome extension that would create an automatic to-do list of all my to-dos that I had mentioned to people. So from all my conversations with people, it'd say, oh, for Bob, you promised to do this. For Kim, you promised to do this. For Greg, you promised to do this. And likewise, what other people promised me. So instead of me having to manually create a to-do list every morning, I can just look at Fireflies at the end of the day and I have a list of things that I have to follow up on or people to talk to afterwards. So in a way, it was my personal assistant and reminding me of things, promises that I have to keep. So that was one of our first, uh, wow. projects we did. Yeah, That's such an epic product because I think that's like, that summarizes my life, you know, just trying to basically keep up with all the promises that I've made throughout the day. And you sit there and try to plan your next morning. It's like, all right, what do I tell people I'm going to do? And yeah, maybe 70%, 80% accuracy. Tough to remember all those things. <laughs> Yeah, it was a really cool uh, product. It covered multiple platforms and absolutely loved it. We even like started working on integrations with like Asana and Trello at the time. Uh, so it was just really cool to do this. I'm a productivity geek. I love productivity, efficiency, automation. I'm a power user of products like Zapier. I love robotic process automation. All these amazing things. I think this is really defining the future of work. These things that can make our lives better. Like you get rid of the boring administrative tasks and so that you can work on the quality, like innovative things. You can actually do thinking. 
Because when I actually spent time at a larger company, like I went out, looked at a couple, a couple enterprises, just walked around the, you know, like the offices. And what I realized is there are many people throughout the day that will literally do the most tedious tasks. It's not fun for them. They would rather be doing other things where they'll open up a spreadsheet. Uh, they'll open up another file and they will literally manually move one row to another, another row to another, or fill out from one system to another. And that tells me like, if this is what it's like, right, that corporate, mm -hmm. you know, like the time that you were wasting doing that, like I, I'm all about that efficiency. And so if we can use technology to help us improve there, that's massive, right? And then we can do the work that us as humans uniquely are capable of doing, right? Having the conversation, mm -hmm. thinking deep, doing creative stuff, writing proposals, like all the other stuff, the communication, because I don't think you can really automate that human to human interaction, right? So I'd rather have people automate all the administrative boring work so that they can work on the things that actually make their workplace more fun and productive. Nice. I love that. Another question for you is, you know, related to product-led growth. I feel like PLG has become the big buzzword now that a lot of companies are talking about and you know, a lot of uh, founders are really talking about online. Is that something that you were focused on from day one or did you pivot into PLG at a later date? Uh, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, so when we started, word PLG wasn't even being mentioned much. In fact, we <laughs> talked to many people that advised us because the tried and tested approach back then was the fastest way to revenue is having a sales team. Hire two or three salespeople before you even have a product and start selling, uh, start pitching, go after these mid-market deals of a certain size. And every muscle in our body would like reject that because I think one, as engineering and product-focused founders, we like to be very mm -hmm. humble and we want the product to do the talking. It's not always the case. There will be a time when you'll need salespeople. But in general, I didn't want to over-promise and under-deliver. I want to either promise less and over-deliver. For me, marketing and all of the stuff is not me talking great things about what I do or what our company does. It's about other people saying, Hey, I use Fireflies. It's a good product. This is what I like about it. Or, you know, Chris is a good guy, like great guy. This is why I like working with him. So... I really think true marketing comes from other people talking about it, right? Like that is the ultimate mm -hmm. like form of like for us success and validation. So we said, we're going to build this from a self service point of view, because there's no need to block people from using this. Why does a person need to have a demo and then wait 10 days before they get access to the platform? Let them try it, let them use it. And if they like it, they're going to pay for it, and they're going to share it. So we also know that meetings are inherently viral, because you can have Firefly spread within a company, but it can also spread across other companies and clients that you talk to. I remember we built this in the very early days, seeing how Firefly signups are coming from, like where what regions are coming from. And we found that like we had one customer in California have a meeting with someone in North Carolina. And then all of a sudden, it's like spreading across the East Coast and other people are having Firefly. And we can all trace that back to that one customer in California and San Francisco that happened to have some sort of conversation with someone there, right? It's all anonymized data. We like put it in like a little tableau like visualization. And we're seeing all these lines connect. And I'm like, wow, this is something special. And we should continue to allow users to use and buy the way that they want to buy rather than forcing down them down a particular way. Got it. Well, it's such amazing virality built in the product as well, I think, right? I think the growth hack that I used to hear people talk about was, I think, Hotmail. How, you know, one VC had the idea to put something in a signature and, you know, went viral because of that. 
yours is next level of that, right? Because I'm looking at the screen here and it's taking up, you know, a third of the screen is fireflies.ai. So you basically have a massive ad built right into every single meeting. Wow. I didn't even think about it like that. But yeah, that's that's really <laughs> yeah. It's it's uh, you know, I probably look at Fireflies note taker a lot on different meetings. And it's right now it's just so in the back of my mind that I don't think anything about it. But imagine if it's a brand new person, they'll be very curious to learn more, right? So that's very interesting. Yeah. Nice. All right. So last question here. If we zoom out into the future, what will the next five years look like for Fireflies? Yeah. So for us, we think about the future of work a lot. And we also like to think about, you know, short-term goals, you have to be very aggressive and around ex- executing. The long-term goals, it's a luxury, it's a privilege. You want to get to be able to go do that. And so the foundational piece was like being able to build a system that can join all these different video conferencing platforms, record, transcribe, and then make those meetings available for people, right? Like just doing that in and out, execution is key. Like people can talk a big game, they can pitch big to like VCs, but this is an idea that many Fortune 10 companies had, but it's really hard to execute on because there's so many other factors that have to go right. Like the level of challenges with the infrastructure, the real-time nature of the platform. So sometimes the simplest products at scale are the hardest to build. So we want to continue focusing on that, executing on that, and making Fireflies a great experience, whether you're a one-person company or a 10,000-person company. And in the future, I would love for Fireflies to be able to help people answer any question they have related to their organization, right? So can it really also be that second brain that you need, right? So for example, if I have a conversation with a vendor, and then two years later, I have a meeting with them, and we were talking about certain pricing and certain negotiations, there have been times where Fireflies has saved us thousands and thousands of dollars in deal negotiations. It's happened for me, it's happened for other customers, and we're just amazed. So now that we have this treasure trove of knowledge, how can we better surface Mm -hmm. insights, better surface answers? That's what we're looking at with Fireflies in the next five years. Like what Google did to search, right? Or what Figma did to design files, or what Google Docs did to collaboration around documents. We want to be able to do that for your meetings, your voice transcriptions. That's like the big picture that we have in mind. Nice. Amazing. Well, unfortunately, that's all we're going to have time for today. If people want to follow along with your journey, where's the best place for them to go? Yeah, so you can follow us. You can actually get started at fireflies.ai and try it out for yourself. I always like to encourage that as the first thing. Uh, You can see us on LinkedIn. We're also pretty active now on Twitter. So those are the places to find us. Just look up fireflies.ai at hashtag fireflies.ai and you'll be able to find us there. Amazing. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to chat and look forward to seeing you execute on this vision. Awesome. Thanks, Brad. All right, take care.